Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. It's been a hot minute. It has. We've been snowed in and had to release Kingdom Hearts the last two weeks. I had planned to have those spread out a bit longer. Like, I was planning to put three out, maybe, like, in February, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, like, for the for the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary thingy, probably. Or maybe we might do our Kingdom Hearts 3 talk for that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just due to, you know, snow... Which, more snow than we've gotten in the past few years. Yeah, Tennessee is never prepared for it. No, not at all. Especially us, because we live in, like, back roads. In the like, middle of the woods. Yeah, we're, we're in Hicksville. So, yeah, they definitely don't drive out here to plow the road, so. Yeah. We, we were stuck inside, um, and then I had a COVID scare. One of my friends I hung out with had tested positive, and he's like, hey, you might want to get a test. So, like, all right, cool. And so that, we couldn't really hang out then, and so... Thankfully, I'm good though. No, no COVID. So, but yeah, so that just meant Kingdom Hearts for two weeks. So, if you guys did listen to those, greatly appreciate it. For those who didn't, because it's not really a cup of tea, fully understand. I will say that listening to us explain it poorly is still a better experience than having to tether your Nintendo Switch to the internet to play all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's the dumbest thing they could have. Like, I understand it for three. Like that fully under that and like a. Zero point uh, or two point birth by sleep, yeah, whatever. Like those two, yeah, because those are like harder to like play on the Switch. The, the first two collections, one point five and two point five, had no reason being cloud. Yeah, they uh, they definitely could have got those to run on there easy. Yeah, like and and even then, you probably could have done some magic fuckery because like Witcher three runs on on the Switch. Yeah. So t- in my personal opinion, there's there's no excuse. Just give it to Panic Button. They're the ones who did Doom and Witcher 3, so you have no reason not to. Exactly. So, But it is what it is. Uh, other companies seem to not be able to handle the Switch for whatever reason because Capcom still can't fit two games on one cartridge. Yeah, that's true. So, Which neither can Square. I mean, Final Fantasy X and X-2, you have to download X-2. Yeah. So, Which, granted, probably for the best because X is the one you want to play. That's true. That's that's actually the one collection where I'm okay with it because most of the time I don't want to play Final Fantasy X-2. That opening, as stupid as it is, though, sick. Oh, yeah, the great, opening slaps. Great great song, good music video, but it screams 2002. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Every time I've watched it, I'm like, just based on everything I'm seeing here, the CGI, the like the... The, the way the way the names are written and everything, I'm like, oh, this is so 2003. The whole game is kind of like a Disney Channel commercial for Disney Channel. It really <laughs> is. Like Final Fantasy X-2 is the Disney Channel original movie sequel to a Disney movie that came out. Yeah. And the Disney movie was Final Fantasy X. <laughs> X-2 is like, okay, but what if Luna? This is the Emperor's Luna, New School. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> it's, I again. Apparently, the gameplay of those is actually pretty sick. I think Ten Two has a really solid uh, gameplay style, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't. I Ten didn't need a sequel. I yeah. think the ending is perfect. I mean, it. I even if you did want to make a sequel, make a sequel, not some AU pop star Hatsune Miku shit. Although, based on the the Ten Three shit that leaked, don't make a sequel. Oh no! Did you see the thing about how the whole point was that? Because, okay, spoilers for Final Fantasy X-2 and, and X. Tidus dies at the end. Mm-hmm. X-2, uh, he gets revived, I guess. And then X-3 starts with him going to kick a blitz ball, but turns out the blitz ball was a bomb and he dies. 
again. What? And Yuna and, and Yuna is like all sad because he died. And I'm like, who the fuck wrote that? Who wrote that? And why do they think that's the best way to kill off? By the way, they literally was there apparently to just go, yeah, let's let's keep Titus dead. And I'm like, then just d- just uh, he pick, already died though. <laughs> pick the ending of Ten Two where he was dead. Yeah, like there's multiple endings. One of which do- he doesn't come back, and and Yuna has to come to terms that okay, he's gone. Not oh yay, my dead boyfriend's back. <laughs> oh no, he kicked a bomb. He's dead again. <laughs> yeah, like it's so stupid. It was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, but that's uh, ridiculous. Before we get into what we're playing, I wanted one news story we have to talk about mm-hmm. that. Oh man. Tuesday was a big day for video game news. A day that by the way, this is a polygon article, so mm-hmm. there you go. A day that truly showcased the duality of humanity. It was impossible to miss the news of Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard. A staggering change for the industry. But the other big story was that Tifa Lockhart was shown in Italy's parliament with a Rule 33 video, 34 video. We weren't talking about the same news story. No, but this oh one's my better. God. You're <laughs> absolutely right. By accident, of course, this was not a matter of civic discourse. The, Intel- the Italian Senate was meeting on Zoom to discuss data transparency in politics. As Nobel Prize winner... Uh, um, wow. Uh, Giorgio? Some, it's a... Yeah. Italian name, began to speak, a user by the name of Alex Spence entered the chat and Zoom-bombed the Senate by playing a pornographic video of Final Fantasy VII Remake's Tifa Lockhart for a short period of time before he was disconnected. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fan-made video game porn is a booming industry (laughs) with artists creating elaborate clips starring characters from Overwatch, the Resident Evil franchise, and of course Final Fantasy. Those are like the three top ones, by the way. I've noticed that. Yeah. Like with with Re- with Resident Evil remake, also the Tomb Raider reboot, Overwatch is just the monopoly there. And then with the recent rem- Final Fantasy remake, it's everywhere with with Tifa. Yeah. Specifically Tifa. Like Aerith is there. Scarlet's getting a lot of love, but like Tifa is the one everybody's bringing in. There's mounds <clears throat> upon mounds of Tifa content out yeah. there now. The artist, Drag K, who made said NSW video, had the unexpected experience of seeing his own work in a very unusual context. I found it quite funny. Got a good laugh out of it, he told Polygon over Twitter DMs. Friends and fan alike messaged him with the clip when it went viral on Twitter. I actually have no idea what the interrupted stream was about, he said. SMH, the Italian government didn't credit the artist. But uh, people are already making fan fan art of the meme where Tifa is in like a, with an Italian flag, or she's. I saw one of those earlier where it was uh, Tifa in front of the Italian flag with like Mario hat and mustache, and someone was like, "I don't know why Italian Tifa yeah. is trending, but this is so cute." Ha ha. My favorite comment was, "Don't you dare tell them." <laughs> I uh, my favorite is someone was someone made like a full campaign thing of uh, Tifa for president. And it was, I'm just like, I love the memes that come out of this kind of shit. But, I wish uh, that had happened to like a presidential debate here. So, by the way, there is some po- there is more positive to this. The Zoom bombing has led to an increase in attention to Drag K's content. He reports a dramatic spike in the number of comments his work receives. For him, this served as an unexpected but welcome kind of exposure. I'm quite happy that a lot of people saw my content, even if it was by accident. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that happened. 
I actually heard about that before the big news story, which is Microsoft Activision. But I, I wanted to bring that up because we both are Tifa stands, it seems. And yes. I figured that's the hilarious, you know, introduction to the week. <laughs> Shout out, Drag K. You made it, King. Absolutely. Dude, that, that was such a funny, because like all the Activision Blizzard stuff, it's like, what the fuck's going on with the world? And then all the way, by the way, Tifa Tifa's titties got posted <laughs> in uh, Italian government. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Tuesday was a wild day. That I, I just imagine it being like a Nintendo Direct, and then it cuts to like a Smash announcement is the closest thing I can think of here. <laughs> just a Smash announcement. And just but, but when it says like Tifa has entered the chat, it's just her getting fucked by <laughs> Barrett over the 7-Eleven bar. 7-Eleven? 7th Heaven. That, Same shit. I, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much. No, it's, it's so funny, though, because like... Well, we like we've talked about like hentai on this podcast before, mm-hmm. and how like it's it's on. I'm currently I, making a PowerPoint about hentai. Oh right, the the thing for yeah yeah. I I need to get on that. <laughs> but um, it's uh it's because I I think hentai is funny more so than I like enjoy it because it's just like the idea of like you can play a video game mm-hmm. and then you go because I I've gotten to the point now where I don't think I can watch hentai of like games that i love yeah so when i go play the game i'm like oh man <laughs> why am i bricked up <laughs> no not even that just like i'll sit there and be like like any like playing final fantasy and remake anytime barrett shows any like fatherly concern to tifa i'm like mm, mm, i've seen where that concern leads <laughs> i've i've seen the videos <laughs> and so it's it's funny to me because like i i at this point just like because i don't play overwatch so like overwatch rule 34 is all in mm-hmm. i don't care I don't care about these characters but then like I go like Tifa especially like yeah I like it but part of me is like this feels disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh I've had that same thought before scrolling through different videos and seeing one where it's uh Tifa and Barrett and I'm like no not canon <laughs> why is Cloud not there <laughs> and then, then then your brain goes but which which part is he gonna be in yeah <laughs> No, it's 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 funny too because like going on Twitter, I I follow like Rule Thirty Four artists because like a lot of them are just chill people. Even yeah, like uh, one of them, uh, they they post like a lot of Overwatch hentai and like Nintendo stuff, but they have to do their Nintendo stuff on a separate account because they'll get C and D. Yeah, and a lot of it is just Link uh, in the Gerudo outfit getting plowed by just giant green dick, and I'm and I'm over here going, not into it, but hey. You know, you do you, dog. Go get that bag. Seen plenty of those. And what, what's funny though is that like Link, I've noticed Link and Cloud are the two that just get put in those situations the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you made them cross dress in your big AAA budget game that everybody played. So all these porn uh, artists are like, ooh, free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a payday right there. No, it's it's still funny though. I I just think I think I think porn in general is hilarious. Yeah, because like we all make fun of like you know like the this isn't a beach it's a bathtub or whatever scene, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah because they're not getting paid to act they're just getting paid because they're all attractive looking people who can last for hours I guess yeah so couldn't be me <laughs> same but yeah um what was well, I guess before we get into the or what we've been playing what was the new story you were talking about um. There's more rumblings about Xenoblade 3 news coming out in February. Sick. Um, 
I think it was the composer of the games that was talking about it. Oh, was it wasn't it was or I know there was a I forget what composer it was, but I saw like a composer of a video game was talking about his next project. <laughs> Thankfully, it did not open. I just dropped a whole ass uh, bottle of G Fuel. It's called a shaker, not a thrower. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But uh, it was it's the guy that composed for Xenoblade One and Two, and I think he um, he like he oversaw the production of X. But um, he was like, "Yeah, they're they're gearing up for an announcement. February's looking good for us." I think, so I think February is gonna be like a direct. That's what I'm hoping for, because they don't really have much lined up after like Kirby this year. We've got Bayonetta three. I keep Possib- forgetting about that. Possibly. Breath of the Wild 2. We'll see. Um, so, and Kirby. Mm-hmm. And then we have Pokemon in a week. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I have not watched any other... I've only watched gameplay because I don't want to be spoiled by the story. Because apparently the story is pretty... Well, it's a Pokemon story. So there's yeah. that. But people seem to like it a bit more than the previous ones. But I've gotten a lot of like people on TikTok that got the game early. And they're showing off weird little bits about it. Well, because apparently... Uh, the game somebody got an someone actually got sold post street date the game and they just ripped it to the internet so people who are who have an emulated switch or whatever are are playing it wow so yeah and the people who are playing it are saying yo it's good like it's actually pretty good that's good and the, the clip that got me more excited than anything and i don't know why was that um someone was outside of combat and they just brought all their pokemon out of their balls at the same time i was like oh my god you can do this in the overworld all of them out at the same time. There was a shiny in his party, so I was like, "There's shinies in the game." Apparently, shiny the way the way shinies work is you can just see them, and there will be like a visual indicator that's like, "This is a shiny Pokemon." I'm glad to hear that. Also, uh, one of the my favorite screenshots was apparently Pokemon can vary in size. Yeah, and uh, they showed Lopunny uh, and Gardevoir. It's these tall <laughs> motherfuckers, and someone went, "Damn it, Game Freak! You know what you were doing." <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I saw those, and then I saw one of a Bidoof that's like the size of a human. So yeah. I'm very excited for that. I'm I'm in, especially because apparently another thing too with that game is it's like the amount of like they the word they use was terror, but I think the, I'm gonna use is like tension, in that you that you actually feel like you could lose because it's not just your Pokemon versus a po- it's like this Pokemon can attack you. Yeah, I, I get that vibe from watching some of the trailers where um, you have to fight, like, the alpha Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. Um, dodging seems very important, and that gives me, like, a, a hope that there's going to be an extra skill level needed to get some of these Pokemon, and I'm very excited to see that. I, I'm, I'm in. This, this, game, this game seems cool. I'm still going to wait before I buy it, because uh, I don't want to just buy it and then be, like, let down again. Yeah. But, um... Well, I bought it from the Pokemon Center, and then... Because they had a uh, a pre-order bonus where you get a little Arceus plush with it if you order from them. And then I got an email yesterday. It was like, hey, sorry, you won't get your shit on release day. It'll get there when it gets there. I was like, all right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe next week I'll, I'll, I'll come to the podcast and say, so anyway, I bought it day one. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I doubt I will because I'm just... Sword and Shield and then Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl just kind of push me down like i don't hate those games but it's definitely like man you guys make billions of dollars can you like innovate even a little bit yeah poke it with a stick do something yeah but um 
I'm hoping. I, what do you? What would you want from a Xenoblade Three? Would you want it to be kind of like Xenoblade Two in the sense that it's its own story that can connect, or do you, like what would you want Xenoblade Three to kind of be? Because you're, you're. I would, I would argue of the two of us, you're the bigger Xenoblade person. From what I hear, they're trying to do like the, um, the combined universe, like one and two mm. matter in the third one. Um, and if that's the case, that's awesome. I love all the Xenoblade characters that we've seen so far. I would like to get some more. Um, you know, just some people to develop that we haven't seen yet. And uh, the, my biggest hope and what I really want and I think what everybody wants is just the Torna combat for a whole full-length game. Torna had no reason to be that good. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I've, I've said my displeasure of Xenoblade 2's main story. It's like, whatever. But Torna came out and was like, holy shit. This, the, um, and I'm, I'm sitting here playing going... Where the fuck was this for my 100 hours? Exactly. Like, that, the combat was great. The story was great. I love the characters. And it, it, it bled well, bled into the main game really well. Mm -hmm. And so then, it, like, it, it brought everything I pretty much I loved about the first Xenoblade into, like, what I wanted Xenoblade 2 to be. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want, is, like, I don't want Rex again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, sh sure, he's fine. But, like, and, yeah, Pyra and Mithra and all the other... They're all great, but there's something about Shulk's journey in the first one and then the entire Torna DLC where it's like, but let's like really hammer home like an importance of the characters and how they feel about this stuff and whatever. Instead of Rex going, Wah! all the time. <laughs> that scream in the first like big fight in chapter one. I still cringe at that. It like, again, Rex is a fine protagonist, just like not what I wanted after Shulk. Yeah. Like, if we got Rex first, and then it goes to Shulk, and then, you know, like, that'd be one thing. But, like, I don't know. I feel like Xenoblade 1 is such an underrated game. Like, people really like 2, but, like, to me, 1 is leagues above. And then Torna just kills it. And then X is the forgotten stepchild, just kind of over here. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it... That That is also a potential, by the way. Um, an actual remaster for Switch? Yes. they uh, They were saying that they might from what I hear at least, they might do um, that and three announced at the same time and that would probably come out earlier, I guess. Because if they're doing three, I can't imagine that it's been worked on super heavily so far. So... <clears throat> I don't know. What is it? What is that team done besides Xenoblade in recent years? I mean, mostly they just consult on other games. Like, whenever Nintendo needs an open world, they're like, all right, call Monolith. Whenever they need music, they're like, all right, get Monolith in here. So, are, are they owned by Nintendo or is uh, it like an independent that just kind of like, kind of like how Insomniac was to PlayStation for so long, where they're like, they're pretty much only making Nintendo games, but they're still independent? It's like um, the Luigi's Mansion developers before a couple years ago, where yeah. they'd only ever really made Nintendo games for a long time and then got bought out. Um, I think they're still technically independent but they have a contract for xenoblade where it's all nintendo and that's mostly what they do do you think they would be bought out like do you think they'd be cool with it like you're pretty much making switch games might as well i think so over. i mean they it wouldn't be much of a a difference and i think they might get a little more funding from that so i i just hope that if x comes out it'll give me actually a reason to finish it yeah because like i liked it for what it was but, like, 
Because where does that fall into the... Is that just an own, its own side story, or is it's that like a, actually canon? It's another universe. Okay. Um, basically, the way that Because that I, one's mechs. Yeah. And every other one is like these weird swords and, you know, the Monado and, you know, giant whatever. And then this one is just like, by the way, here's a giant fucking mech. Have fun. Yeah. The, um, the big thing with X... It all, all of Xenoblade kind of goes back to the Zohar, <laughs> which is like the the big Christ crystal that the uh, yeah. the Aegises come from. That's where you get Pyra or Mithra slash Pyra, um, the emo boy, and uh, the guy from One. What's his name? The mysterious boy that shows up on the beach and he's like telling about the future site and the Monado. Um... Sephiroth-looking motherfucker. I know you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Well, if you look at that kid's necklace, it's the actual core crystal. Yeah. He's just disguising it as a necklace. Um, Xenoblade X apparently is supposed to have either Mithra or... um, Fuck, I can't remember his name. Malos. And uh, that process messed up, so they never got a piece of the Zohar in that universe. And that's basically how everything kind of ensues. But it's... Widely, just a side story. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, I I will be looking at Xenoblade Three with trepidation because my my biggest thing was like everything about this is cool except Rex. Yeah. Like I I I didn't like how anime Xenoblade Two was because like m- one of my least favorite things in a lot of anime is like the main character who has his harem of girls, but he's a dumbass. Yeah, and so he doesn't understand that he has a harem of women that will do anything for him, or like are all, all down to fuck him. But like, he's just kind of like, yeah, we're all friends. Yeah, and it's like, <clears throat> I get it, you know, like it's a trope, and you're like, you don't, you know, that way everybody can have their best girl and whatever. But like, double down, dog. Give me like, if you're gonna like have a romance thing, double down on it. Even that in Torna got uh, <laughs> overhauled. Yeah, because in Torna it's like we all fuck. <laughs> Torno Torno was like the communist version of it. it was like we fuck yeah. we do this no I god I love Torna that's actually like it's such a the fact I, the fact that in order to play Torna I have to boot up two yeah. <laughs> this is one of the things where I'm like god dang it couldn't you have done like a standalone DLC for this fuck yeah I would love that to be it's own app on the on the thing it is on mine because I have the cartridge fuck you <laughs> I might I might go out of my way to buy that, even though it's expensive as shit. It is pretty expensive now. Yeah, because they both got dis. I'm so mad I sold mine because I, I had I don't. Did I have the cartridge for Torna? No, I bought the season pass or whatever it was. So yeah, you definitely had the physical for two. Yeah, because I had because you made me buy it. Um, I still have that that steelbook, which I'm I'm renovating. So there's steelbooks everywhere. Because now under here is all my headsets since nice. I didn't have a place for them all. So, but yeah, um, let's see. Xenoblade 2 is, in my opinion, or like Xenoblade in general, is like kind of what I imagine where Final Fantasy, I think, could have gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now, Final Fantasy is all in on action. Whereas Xenoblade is kind of that mix of like, okay, so you're, you attack, you, your characters will do battle, but in order to win battle, you actually have to plan out moves and strategies and whatnot mm-hmm. and move into position. But, you know, and then like the more action oriented of that is Final Fantasy Remake. Right, where you have to still make those simple attacks, but you're also picking your your moves and all your cooldowns and everything else is going around. So, I think Xenoblade's great. I just 
Fuck you, Rex. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I say let's get into what we've been playing, and then we'll jump into the biggest news story of the fucking decade. Uh, but what have you been playing, BJ? Well, I've been incredibly depressed. Sick. Um, so I, I have this big hole in my chest, and I keep throwing things into it, hoping to fill it up, and nothing ever works. Um, so I've been doing some weird shit lately. Uh, I got, I'm pretty much getting like bare bones amounts of sleep. So last night I got like an hour. Um, I've been watching Encanto like back to back to back. Is it good? It's great. And the okay. soundtrack is like some of the best Disney music I've ever heard. Yeah. I really want to see it cause I've heard varying degrees of it's pretty mid to like no bad reviews, but like it's kind of mid to like, it's pretty good or like the small selection say it's great, but most of it's like, it's in that like, yeah, it's pretty good. Not the best I've seen, but pretty good. Yeah. So I think I, I can see that perception. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch just for the music, in my opinion. I saw a Twitter post that says, like, God, can you imagine Kingdom Hearts 4 with Encanto? <laughs> they do the We Don't Talk About Bruno song and Donald Duck's just standing on the kitchen table the whole time. Well, see, for me, that's that'd be the perfect uh, world if you actually make Kyrie a playable character. Yeah. Like, I think if you really dedicate F- Nomura dedicate to a fucking Kyrie game i think encanto would work well for her going back to frozen and frozen 2 would work well for her oh a frozen 2 world would be awesome this way we can maybe have Kyrie join in on in the unknown <laughs> no i don't know like i i i could just see them like actually since she is a princess of heart go into the disney princess worlds and yeah. like actually dedicate those stories to her and then in if you want to do like a two-player thing have riku do more of the like um, the ones where there's a very clear evil in the movie, like you can have Princess and the Frog, but like Riku has to deal with the fucking witch doctor, right? And it's like Riku's uh, a dragonfly. <laughs> yeah, no, but like I could, I could see like a lot of um, like if they do a Riku Kyrie, because I think that'd be the best option for four, because Sora's fuck all, who knows where? Yeah, um, he's in a crystal. You could do Riku and Kyrie as the protagonist and Riku's obviously dealing with darkness and evil. Kairi can deal with like, you know, learning that like, Hey, you know, like I probably shouldn't be worthless anymore. Well, yeah. Like kind of <laughs> learning to stand up for herself, learning to be kind of her own person, but also like, it's okay. Like it's, it's okay to like, kind of have your, like to like Sora to have that thing. But, like also like you don't, it's not the only aspect of your life. Yeah, that's which is, which is what it seems like. That is a really her. good point. They need to develop her as a person instead of just a hole for Sora. And I, th- I think having her go with the princesses of heart, kind of in that Wreck It Ralph type thing, where it's all the Disney princesses, and they're just like, "Hey, what's up?" And like having that would her, be a good world for her to visit too. Wreck like, It Ralph. Having her kind of like see all these other princesses and kind of how they've. Uh, gone on from there after being kidnapped and treated as the damsel in distress and then meeting someone like Merida from Brave or whatever, I think it'd be a really good story arc for her. That would be awesome. But that's too too much for Nomura, so. Yeah, and the way things are looking, I don't think Disney is going to be involved with Kingdom Hearts anymore. And that's a weird thing to say, but I think he got really pissed with how they... Uh, they change so much about three. They're definitely going to be involved, but it's going to be like, they don't really care. Or, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if the next kingdom hearts is just a JRPG with no Disney shit. I'm going to be like, all right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to feel weird if that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, past that, I started playing Pokemon silver soul silver because I got that R four cart and, uh, it's still just as great as I remember. And I was like, wow, this is, 
reminding me why I loved Pokemon. And uh, after playing that, I was like, well, everybody says that Diamond is just the exact same game. Let me try Brilliant Diamond. Um, and I popped that in. I've been playing it for a couple of hours. I've got like one gym badge left in that one. Um, and it is basically just the exact same game. <laughs> but um, with the underground stuff, I, I really enjoy doing that. My, I think my biggest problem with Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl is that it is Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, Not platinum. <laughs> yeah, and it it kind of drives the knife in a little harder because right now they're doing a mystery gift where they give you the outfit from platinum and nothing else. Um, so I was like, all right, come on. But uh, I, I'm having fun with it. Like I, it's making me remember why Pokemon was good, and it's really getting me excited for Arceus. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. What have you been up to? Uh, play a little bit of Fortnite more halo the new attrition mode's pretty fun yeah it's uh you're you're so you know like how slayer you have like okay get 50 kills mm -hmm. this time it's like you have you have a life pool for your team and so you're you're gonna keep getting you know you know break brought back and whatever but once like it, but the whole point is to eliminate the life pool right the thing is it's a shared life pool so if you die because you're on the other side of the map like a dumbass the whole team loses a life it's mm. not just like oh point to them. It's like no, your now your whole life point goes down or whatever. Um, and then after a while, um, once you get less lives, you can actually start getting revived to kind of over you know kind of take that over. Um, and so it, it's a it's very it's very team heavy because Slayer you can just kind of go off and kill and whatever. Yeah. This one attrition is very much like you have to work together. So that's one where I don't think I could play without mics on. Yeah. Because like. I'll jump into Slayer matches, kind of goof off, because I'm like, I don't care if I win. I just wanted to get some kills, but like, it's it's so weird. I I don't I haven't really I don't think I've gotten much of the new the new like event pass because I don't really care about this one, but um, it's uh it's pretty fun and Halo's still fun, so I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, I've been playing I I I'm almost I'm like one mission away from beating Guardians of the Galaxy again. Nice, fucking great game. Uh, anybody who hasn't played it should. It's actually really solid. There's something that I forgot to mention the last time, but like that I'm noticing again is so throughout the game you have to kind of tell the guardians to do things, mm -hmm. like especially in the beginning, like hey Gamora, cut that down. Hey Groot, uh, build a bridge here. Hey do that and like all this stuff. After throughout the game though, some of these characters will just start doing those things when they see it, and so you don't have to tell them. And now I'm on the final mission, and I have not had to tell them to do anything. They're just going and doing it by themselves. I'm like, man, that is such good character progression in gameplay, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so cool. And then like the dude, Drax is actually like a main character in this game. Like one of like the plot gets him the most where like the whole point is like there's this creepy cult who are mentioning something called the promise and it actually affects Drax hard. And like they do this thing and we get to see Drax's family and, wow. the, and they're like, and you were watching it go, man, no wonder he fell for this, like, so hard. Because, like, you see it and you're like, fuck, dude. And then there's this cool Thanos boss fight. Because it's like, yeah, he's the one who, Thanos is the one who killed, like, Drax's home planet or whatever. And you're like, fuck, this is actually really cool. Nice. And they do it, they do such a good job with the characterization. Like, even Gamora, for the most part of the game, it's just kind of been like, you know, assassin, standoffish, whatever. But then there's this one moment where she freaks out. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, no spoilers, but, like, what she says, you're like, oh, shit. And they do such a good job, like, 
Rocket has a great character development. Groot's Groot, and I love him to death, but like, there's some, only so much you could do for him. And his yeah. is like, I am Groot. He's like the rock for the whole team. It's kind of great because everybody loves Groot. Like, no matter if they're arguing or whatever, Groot's just Groot. True. And so that's good. Mantis actually gets developed in this game, unlike the movies where she's just kind of there. That's good. Um, And then, like, there's a lot of cool characters, like Adam Warlock, Fin Fang Foom, uh, Lady Hellbender, all these, like, cosmic characters that I have no fucking idea who they are. But, like, I'll go look them up and go, oh, okay, cool. It's it's really cool. Like, th- this definitely is, like, not as polished as Marvel Spider-Man, but, like, it's got that appeal of, like, yes, people who were fans of Guardians made this game. That's good. And so, yeah, highly recommend it for anyone who wants to play it. Um, I've also been playing a lot of indies. Uh, Nobody Can Save the World just launched on Game Pass. It's by the guys who did Guacamelee. Ooh. And uh, it is a action RPG where your character is just this nobody, this white blob of a piece of shit and you can transform into all these different forms like Mm. the first form you get is a rat form who can poison damage you can get like mages thieves um all sorts of like alternate things and it's it's really good it's actually a really solid kind of indie title um i think i'm close to beating it now but uh that's really fun been playing death store which is this kind of indie uh kind of top down dark soulsy type game so it's the you know there's no bonfires but like here's your checkpoint system like you know mm-hmm. make your make traversing the route like unlock the hidden ways to get through faster like the, the dark soul style but you're this little owl bird who's a grim reaper who goes to reap souls that's his job and uh it's so good like it's actually really solid and i'm, I'm loving it right now so nice. that's that's really fun sounds good and then uh started playing hitman because the trilogy's on Game Pass. So I figured, fuck it. I'm going to play through the whole story. God dang it. I want I want Assassin's Creed to go like Hitman. <laughs> Holy shit. The, Me too, like, man. Dude. Like, I love Valhalla. I love Origins. Like, I love the RPG stuff. But, like, I feel like you could just branch out. That could be called Assassin's Creed Legends. Be, like, and make those non-canon, fun, play, whatever. Put all the mythology stuff in there. And then you could do so much. Like, a Hitman-style Assassin's Creed game set in World War II. Oh, I think it would be so fucking sick. That would be so cool. <laughs> because, dude, the there are so many ways to assassinate a target in Hitman. Like, it's not... it's Like, in a lot of Assassin's Creed games, like, there's very clearly, okay, here's the... Go get him. And they say, you can do it as many ways... No, there's one way. It's climb up really high and jump down and g- get him. That's yeah. the way. Um, but, like, in, in Hitman, like, each of these guys have a determined path, and, like, they'll go to a room and sit there for, like, a good minute, and you can get them there. But, oh, you missed your chance. Now they're in, now they're mingling in the party. Like, there's so many ways to do it. I love it so much. It's so fun. And, like, it, the different costumes and, the like, the ways you do it, like, I love, because I'm replaying the Hitman 1 levels because I'm playing them in order. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that where you get to kill two fashion designers one who's mingling in the on the ground floor, one who's in their like thing. So you have to now focus on okay, I have to not make too much of a commotion here because if, if I fuck up, now the second person is gonna like move around mm-hmm. and get away from where they're easily taken out. So it's there's a lot of thinking, a lot of like planning involved in a lot of these assassins. It's really good. Like it's so fun. I've been, I've been having so much fun with this game, and I cannot wait to keep going because apparently Hitman Three is like the best of them. So I'm like, good. Yeah, I, there, I get there's a ton of stuff you can do in Hitman 3, but if they made an Assassin's Creed like that, I would buy a day one. Be a day one purchase for me for sure. 
But uh, other than that, I mean, I've <clears throat> I downloaded Rainbow Six Siege and Star Wars Battlefront, so I have more things to play with Matt if we ever want to play more stuff. Um, I think. I don't know, because me and Matt were talking like when we were playing games, like, oh, BJ's playing Genshin with his with his friends. What do we do? So I think me and Matt might play It Takes Two at some point when you're busy with Genshin. Nice. But uh, at some point, I don't know when that's going to happen. <clears throat> but um, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I've watched a little bit more anime. Watching Parasite. Great. Hell yeah. Fucking phenomenal. So that's One good. One of the modern classics. Um, I'm almost, I'm, I've just finished Fire Force. So now I'm watching Parasite. And then I'm, I'm also watching uh, the new anime, My Dress Up Darling. Because it's some wholesome ass shit, dude. I just want some nice romance where there's not some bullshit characters. Like, Rent-A-Girlfriend's bad. All right? I hate mm-hmm. it. Because the main character is a piece of shit. Uh, Comey Can't Communicate is, on, is... I'm waiting for season two. So that's on hold. This one's coming out. And it, it's, it's a bit more on the kind of... You know, lewd side of. I just remembered of, I have something else to say, but, that, but keep going. But my dress of darling has a bit more of the like, you know, that's there's a bit more naughty shit because it's rated mature, but it it's still like these characters are well written, and I, I like that. And there's and there's so far, and I've 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 looked into this. There's no like obvious love triangles and all this other. It's just like these two characters like each other, and that's it. And you're gonna see some cute shit, and I'm like, good. That's all I want. So I'm I'm really digging that show. The animation's fucking insane, like holy shit! Like it, I, need I think to show, I've seen some TikTok edits of this show. I need to show you like one like one of the scenes where it's like, oh, what the fuck? And um, so yeah, it it's really it's really good. Uh, but I, I want to rewatch Komi Can't Communicate because I'm reading the manga now, and I'm farther in the show and farther the show. But like it's it's very much like the manga is great, but the show does a great job of animating like the the panels that I like. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot wait for season two. But yeah, that's all I've been up to. What was the other thing you need to talk about? Uh, I forgot to mention it because it was like right before and continuing through the snow days. But uh, I read through all of arc one of Chainsaw Man. And oh my God. Yeah, buddy. It was fucking incredible. It is probably top five manga for me. Yeah, I agree. Like for me, it go like Bleach, but that's just because I have a bias. And then Chainsaw Man. If I didn't have such a love for Bleach, Chainsaw Man would be number one. Mm-hmm. Like I, the thing with Chainsaw Man is you have such a roller coaster of reading it, where it starts like, oh, you know, whatever. It's 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 this you know kind of shown. It's just a bit more violent, mm-hmm. and then you start like it goes up, and it goes down. You kind of okay, it's kind of a slow period. Makima's doing whatever. Okay, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And then it goes up again. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Goes back down, kind of slows down again, then it goes up and up and up. And then we get to the climax, and then all those slow periods bump up because now you have context. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. And like, I cannot wait for the animation, dude. Oh my gosh. The anime is going to be fucking insane. And the week that episode one comes out, it's going to be like the new Demon Slayer. I'm calling it right now. Twitter's going to explode. Mm-hmm. I think one because I think some people just don't understand that Chainsaw Man is not a shonen like typically. Yeah. So like I want I wonder how how brutal they're gonna get because this manga is still rated T. It's older teen, but still. Um, I wonder how brutal they're gonna like. Are they gonna show Denji getting cut up, or are they just gonna That's show the I body want. parts in the in the in the garbage can and then have have the 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 limbs reattaching themselves and shit? I want to. I want this to be the goriest like saw in anime form 
shit you've ever seen. I mean, we're definitely going to get some of those because, like, I mean, Denji full on is, I mean, his it's chainsaws. Yeah. So, like, I don't expect them to go, like, we can't show too much blood because then we're going to be like, no, fuck you. I just want to see how they animate the puke scene. That's going to be the grossest shit <laughs> to watch. I'm going to be like, oh, God. All right. We've talked about it a little bit, like, between us, but, like, man, I really hope it goes to someone who, like, actually gives a shit. Because I, I want it, I want this to be, like, legitimately, because I'm, I'm confused as to whether or not I want it to be, how far do you think the show is, like, because if, if it's 12 episodes and the whole manga, I'm going to be pissed as fuck. I don't think that's how it'll be. I really hope, like, at most, they pu- they pull a JoJo and get, like, 30-something episodes. Yeah. Like, let them do whatever they want, and just here you go. Or, like, 24 at, at most. Because, like, I think 24, you can you can fit the whole manga in. You'll have to maybe cut some stuff, but, like, there are some things that you absolutely can cut. There are, and there's also parts in the manga that they draw out but happen in just a few seconds' time. But takes several pages to get through. Yeah. So I I think they can do it if they get like a little bit longer of a season. I mean, so far Mappa has done really well. Jujutsu Kaisen is a good example of this. Uh the new Attack on Titan final season's good on this. Um they're also they've did I think Dora Hedora, which also is a pretty good anime people really like. Um so I th- I think we'll be fine. They haven't let us down yet. Which is kind of my biggest thing, so. Yeah, and the trailer has my hopes very high. Yeah, so here's hoping, but yeah, Chainsaw Man is fucking amazing. Yes. All right, you want to go to the main topic? Yes, let's. All right, so I'm going to read this article that's the official Xbox uh, announcement of it, but... um, Welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Uh, Creators of Call of Duty... Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and more join Team Xbox. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every other team across Activision Blizzard. Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me, Phil Spencer, as CEO Microsoft Gaming. Fucking power move. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from their incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has, has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. Um, more of this stuff, and uh, one of the big thing that I wanted to point out, I'm going to skip some of this stuff, is this. 
As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. Looking forward to extending our culture of pro- proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. What a giant middle finger that last part is. Yes, but also that, it's... That in the the big... like Once this deal closes, they answer to me. Yeah. Like, Phil Spencer has the biggest dick energy I've ever seen in gaming. My thing is, like, that after watching the Game Awards, that feels like another cop-out response. Well, did you hear their response beforehand? Like, whenever people were asking them for a comment on Activision Blizzard, they were like, we're reevaluating our, our uh, you know, relationship with them. And then a week later, we bought them. <laughs> so it's like, they very well, I mean, right now, I don't think they can say anything um, mm-hmm. because of the deal that's going through. So I don't, I don't think they, I think they've said all they can say, which is right now is, hey, we, we're really on, because Phil Spencer can't say without a doubt, this is what we're going to do when we get them because they don't have them yet. I'm going to cut that rapist balls off with my bare hands on my Microsoft <laughs> Xbox desk. <laughs> like, they can't say we're going to go in and change everything because then if the deal doesn't go through, then it's a broken promise. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're legally and, and kind of politically saying we have this work culture and we, and you know, the plan is to, to kind of let them, you know, be a part of that culture. And it, it's a very easy way of, it's the political way of saying if they come under us, that shit's going to stop. Yeah. So like, because they can't, that's the down, downside of PR and all this stuff. You can't say that shit. Like Phil Spencer can't come out and say "fuck Bobby Kodak," yeah. Because as of right now, they're they're technically in tandem to work with one another, so it, it's it's that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm sure Phil would gladly get on a po- like a podcast and say, "Yo, fuck that guy." I don't agree with anything that man does. Yeah, but like, you know, so that is true. I am hoping that uh, that this kind of goes through. I really do. I want, um, I want what's best for these. Like, it, I love video games, but like, I'd rather like, I'd rather the game get made in a well timed manner with le- with the least amount of crunch. Like, I understand that crunch is inevitable, but like, there's a way you can manage crunch. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's and it's a way where you go, look, we kind of need to crunch to do this, but we're not going to make you sleep on the floor of the office and work like eighty hour weeks every single week, like. <clears throat> Just let people know, like, hey, we're going to have to do more this week, but you're going to get paid for that. You're going to get your overtime. You're going to get this, and we'll get benefits, and then we're going to give you an extra day off next week. Like, fun, like, there are ways to manage crunch even when you have to crunch. Yeah. So, like, if you if there's a day throughout the week that, like, hey, this is our kind of least productive day anyway, let's just go ahead and give them an extra day off. Just work extra. Like, there are ways you could probably do that. Mm. I'm not a businessman, so, like, I don't work in the gaming industry. I can't really talk about crunch like that. But I'm sure there there are ways you can do a healthy crunch time. Activision Blizzard doesn't know how to fucking do that. Not yeah. only that, but they can't seem to keep their shit in their pants. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that this, at the very least, is giving kind of a light at the end of the tunnel for this company, because already some of the devs have talked about like, holy shit, maybe I don't have to work on COD every year. Yeah. So like, I I. I've talked to some other people about this and the main thing I'm like, look, 
if they were gonna, because Activision went to Microsoft. This wasn't like Microsoft going out and grabbing another company. Activision came to them and said, hey, what's up? So, and Microsoft was like, well, I mean, you're pretty much just giving us Call of Duty. Fuck yeah, we're going to take the deal. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, I understand people would rather not have consolidation, and it's completely fair, but uh, I'd rather Microsoft than Tencent. Yeah, true. So, I'd rather Microsoft than Apple or Amazon. Amen to that. So, like, it, it's one it's one of those where I'll take the lesser of the evils in this sense. And, like, yeah, this may mean that a lot of these games are never hitting PlayStation again, but, like, they're still going to be on PC. They're still going to be on Xbox. You'll now have them on mobile through Game Game Pass and shit. So may, maybe there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for even players. But that... <clears throat> you'd never have to worry about that for Call of Duty. That's way too big, and they already have too many contracts and deals with PlayStation to be able to pull it now. But, like, they're looking at Microsoft's past of buying studios, it could be years and years and years before we see something like insane come out of this. Well, like case in point, like we're just now getting Hellblade two from Ninja theory. We're just now getting avowed from obsidian. Uh, playground is now making fable. So like, mm-hmm. I think those three are going to be the first games that are like, Oh, you bought these studios and these are the games they made with yeah. your money and your help. So I think those are going to be the, the big, like, let's look at these games. Obviously, people are going to look at Starfield and Redfall. Even though those are already in development, they just were like, hey, just that PlayStation copy you're making, fuck that. Yeah. So I'm hoping, though, you know, Bethesda and them can now get, like, Microsoft's quality control with some of these games, and maybe that'll show a help with that, but... That would be great for them. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be Hellblade and Fable and Avowed as the first real games under this new umbrella, mm-hmm. where... These weren't developed for PlayStation. These weren't a, a thing that was already developed and had pro, you know things in mind like Outer Worlds 1. Which, yeah, good game, but it wasn't Microsoft's game. It was Obsidian's game they made with Private Division. Right. And then you go to like Psychonauts 2. Yeah, it's a Microsoft game, but they didn't help make like they may they may have given more budget and pushed it across the finish line, but it's still Tim Schafer made a game for everything. Now he can make a game with Microsoft's budget and do whatever he wants with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm very interested to see what, what kind of happens because yeah, you're right, we're not gonna see anything from this deal for a while. Um I could see things like obviously Crash and Spyro getting put on Game Pass. Yeah, that um, would that would be a huge get. I can definitely see that one happening. And then like, you know, I I can see like obviously the Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two might get its three and four DLC that was rumored. That would be great. But uh, yeah, we're not gonna see like a main like oh shit moment for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, and which which makes sense because Microsoft seems to be playing the long game. They're mm-hmm. not going to jump into this with kind of like, you know, like, it, it's it's what they've always done, too. Like, people are going like, I can't believe they do this. Dude, Halo was a Mac game. Yeah. Like, and, and then, did you watch that, uh, the Power On documentary they put out? No, I didn't. Microsoft wanted to buy Nintendo. Oh, I, like I mean, I've heard shit, plenty about that. Like, they were all about swinging the money bags around. That's been Microsoft's MO from the get-go. But it's gotten us great. It's gotten us Gears. It's gotten us Halo. Mass Effect happened because of it. Fucking Bioshock happened because of it. Like, all these games. Oblivion came out the way it did because of it. Morrowind happened because of it. Like, all these games came out and are looked at the way they are because Microsoft flung a money bag at people. Yeah. It's because they. that's what they know how to do. And then the thing is... 
you buy people who know what they're doing, you're probably going to get some good shit. Because, like, Ninja Theory... Ninja Theory is going to put out Hellblade 2 with the, uh, the the fact that they made their... An- or not made them, but the fact that their animators went through combat training so that they could kind of understand how a muscle works and how, you know, all that stuff works. Mm-hmm. Like, from a fundamental level, is is dedication to the craft. Like, I fully expect Hellblade 2 to be fucking great. So, like... Yeah, I think just in general, this is going to be one of those acquisitions where we're going to be hoping for a while and kind of think, oh, what's going to happen? But then, you know, push comes to shove. What if we get a Toys for Bob Banjo-Kazooie game? Oh, my God. What if we get a prototype game reboot? Tony Hawk Pro Skater 6. You know what I mean? Like the and these are the games, and then God forbid they have all the Sierra games, King's Quest, Pitfall, all those like uh, Star Quest, Space Quest, whatever that one is called. Mm-hmm. They have all those games, those point and click games that they could do whatever they want with. We can finally get that third person shooter StarCraft game that was apparently announced and then canceled. That would be great. We can find we can now have a Final Fantasy fourteen competitor on Xbox with World of Warcraft. Yeah, that was huge to me i didn't think about that initially but like the idea that they now own that and they can realistically put it on a console is massive not only that, i mean in case you can look at like how elder scrolls online fits on the console and use that as a base point of like okay how did you get this to work what was the point here and sure there are different gameplay designs it, uh elder scrolls online is is elder scrolls if it was an mmo right but, but still i think there's a lot you could put there and then they have king Candy Crush and all of that shit. Like now, Microsoft has an in on the mobile gaming market, and they can go to King and say, "If we gave you Halo, what can you do with it? If we gave you Banjo and Crash and all that, what could you do with this?" I'm just imagining a guy in a boardroom in front of like a white board, and it's just a screenshot of Candy Crush, and at the top they're like, "All right, we give you Halo. What can you do with it?" He writes Halo above the Candy Crush board. Like, all right, Banjo Kazooie, what do you got? Banjo Kazooie. Like, oh, fuck, I'm in. Yeah, well, like, because my, my thing with it is, like, because these guys know how mobile games work. Yeah. Because the Candy Crush rakes in billions. True. So I feel like if anyone can make, like, a Banjo mobile thing, because the thing is, mobile gaming is going to be different from console gaming, regardless. Like, I'm not going to go play a mobile Banjo thingy, because I don't care. I'll play Banjo on my Xbox. But those of a phone might play it, and they might spend the money there. Yeah. That's kind of the thing is it's not necessarily for everybody. Like there's there's not really supposed to be cross contamination. Yeah, you have your um contamination. Um you have Genshin, which can work on phone and then PS5. But then you also have like <clears throat> and like Fortnite and uh, PUBG Mobile. But like Call of Duty Mobile is very different from Call of Duty on the Xbox. They're not the same thing. It's two it's... different experiences and I think that's kind of the point. And so I could see them kind of doing that with like some of their IPs because who knows we might get a Starcraft on mobile but also get that Starcraft you know whatever I could see this kind of going in any way they can obviously they've got Diablo Immortal coming out at some point still you um, guys have phones <clears throat> yep <laughs> that was the thing that happened yeah. but um, I, I'm very interested to see yeah where this goes from obviously the IP standpoint and do you think because uh, I don't think Overwatch 2 is going to go exclusive because it's it's supposed to be built on Overwatch 1. Yeah, I... So I, I could see that just being like... Or I could see a rebrand where it's just an Overwatch update instead of Overwatch 2. They instead be like, Overwatch, subtitle. I've actually been expecting that for a long time because they keep pushing it back. There's, you know, 
just slight little drip well, drops of news. Apparently that's Bobby Kodak's fault, so. Yeah. But yeah, same with Double 4. I fully expect Double 4 to be exclusive. That I can fully see being exclusive. I can whereas, see that. Whereas Overwatch 2, because it's supposed to be built on Overwatch 1's infrastructure, just throw that in as an update, paid or whatnot, mm-hmm. and and put that there. But um, yeah, Diablo 4 I can see being exclusive. And then whatever else later. Hey, the, hey you know what this might mean, though? We might get those two Cybertron Transformers games on, on uh, Game Pass because High Moon Studios did that. Hell the yeah. Deadpool video game is going to hit Game Pass. That'll be good. I fucking love that game. I know some people don't. I really love that game. I it's, it's just fun. Me and my sister played through all of it, and it was really like just a fun time. Yeah, I th- and I think that's kind of what you want from Deadpool, which is just fun. Yeah. So And that's what I got out of it. Plus, the amount of fan service where Rogue, Domino, and <laughs> the where I'm sitting here going, yeah, if I was Deadpool, I'd be all in. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I, and I, the, lo- I that, love the game. That game also has some of the best like voiceover interactions with him and Cable too, in my opinion. Well, and then it's what's made that cool is it was Nolan North. Yeah, yeah. Who and I, I, there's a moment where you can pick up the phone and he's like, "Hey, Nolan, baby." So I got this thing, and Nolan's like, "Hey, that's great, Deadpool." I was thinking we could really in like they they talked about like they made a joke about like we could really like have him question his sexuality and do it. And and Deadpool's like, "Yeah, shut the fuck up." <laughs> Slams the phone down. <laughs> And I'm just like, God, I, I want that game so bad to come out on Game Pass. Because I can I could buy it. I think... Do I have it? I don't know. It's back there somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in for the Game Pass gets, for sure. Because, like, I was all in when Bethesda got bought and all the games went on Game Pass. Right. But I, I think the biggest thing we need to talk about, though, is Call of Duty. Do you see a future where that could be exclusive? Or do you just see, nah, it's for sure PlayStation forever? I think... From from now on, I think it will still be on both, but I think Xbox will get like exclusive skins, like updates earlier than PlayStation and everything, kind of trying to swing back to um, the primary place to play that being there. Mm-hmm. Because with all the deals they signed with Sony and everything, I'm sure that's hurt them in some way. So I think they're really just going to try to swing it back to, okay, Xbox is the place you want to play Call of Duty, but you can play it somewhere else. See, I've had a lot of time to think about it because at first I was like, oh, it's going exclusive. They're making Elder Scrolls 6 exclusive. There's no no cap. I'm all in. And then I kept thinking, well, there's a lot of money. There's no way they do it. And now I'm thinking when when Phil put out that tweet where he's like, our desire is here. I'm like, desire is a key word where they're going to go to PlayStation with an offer. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that offer is, whatever that offer is, they're going to use Call of Duty as the bargaining chip, right? Yeah. Because they're going to go to them and say, hey, look, Sony, we'll happily put PlayStation on your console with Game Pass. Yeah. We'll happily put PlayStation there if you give us Spider-Man. Like, I think there's so many avenues they could go. I think Game Pass is the, the main reason, though. And then when when they go, hey, the next Call of Duty is exclusive, and someone asks why, they'd be like, wait, we went to Sony. Mm-hmm. They said no. And like, because and then and then you can have all these leaks go out that like, oh yeah, Microsoft went to Sony with the full intent of putting putting Game Pass and Call of Duty there. Sony said no, absolutely not. So they left. And now people can get mad at Sony and being like, why the fuck can you say yeah to that? Yeah. And so I think I think there's so many ways this could go, which we're not going to see for like at. at at least to like 2025. Yeah. Cause like, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause like, if I remember correctly, the, the first, uh, the most recent 
because uh, they they just re-upped the contract with Call of Duty in 2020. So I think 2025 is a pretty because because PlayStation is under the assumption that's five Call of Duties. Mm-hmm. If I was Microsoft, the second this deal goes through, you look at the mo- the next Call of Duty coming out and say, "You take a year. You take a year." So now there's a whole year where PlayStation doesn't get a Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And be like, "Hey, no, no, no you're still get it. We just want to. We really want to build Call of Duty up. Really want to make sure it's perfect." Mm-hmm. And I, but over here on Xbox, we have yeah. World at War remastered or some yeah, shit. Like, dude, oh my gosh, could you imagine? We're like, hey, by the way, here's the remastered Black Ops trilogy. Have fun, and it's World of War, Black Ops One, and Black Ops Two, because three doesn't matter. Um, or you go, here's the Modern Warfare trilogy remastered. Have fun, like just doing all that shit. I could see them like really, really like doing something where, hey, we could do this, or like, or like to me, like I think you. you to me, I think at that point, a good way to, hey, PlayStation, you can have Call of Duty um, multiplayer and pull pull data with Halo where multiplayer is free to play and you and you bundle that with Warzone. And, but then those who care about COD campaigns, the single player, which you can then add zombies into that. So the mm-hmm. zombies ain't part of the, the multiplayer. Zombies bundle. isn't a multiplayer. Zombies is a co-op. You put that in with the with the with the, the campaign. You put that over here. So if you want to play the zombies, you got to come to our system. But like multiplayer is still there. See that like one. I I could see them pulling like a Halo Infinite and having it be okay. COD multiplayer is the service, and then the single player campaigns and the other things. Those will come to Xbox and PC if you want that. If you want to keep spending your microtransaction money, keep you know jumping in the multiplayer. Absolutely, you have fun. But those who want to have a COD, like a single-player FPS thing with like some co-ops, like obviously make it where if you play on Xbox and PC, it can you can carry your shit over to the multiplayer aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're playing on PlayStation and you see a guy with a skin from the new campaign, or like you you running around in Warzone, you see a Master Chief skin running around, you're like, oh fuck, I want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's my that that's a that's what I would do. But realistically, I think Call of Duty is going to be the bargaining chip in a discussion. Where when my, when when the the contract is up, Microsoft and Sony meet, and whatever happens in that in that discussion will have ramifications regardless. Because right now Microsoft has the bargaining; they have the golden ticket, and <clears throat> and it's Sony's golden ticket too. Because like Sony has never had a need for an F, uh, an FPS game, considering that Call of Duty just took that over for them. Yeah, I'm really hoping. This brings back like Resistance or SOCOM or Kill Killzone. Killzone would be what I would want. I I would want Resistance because Resistance I think what, what like it didn't get respected at the time, but now with Sony's like major you know operations, like everybody looks at Sony as like the the good like their first party tight lineup great, and you add Resistance back to that list, I think more people will put their eyes on it, more people will try it out, that I think it could do really well. <clears throat> I think so too. So that I to me there's. There's more good out of this th- coming out than bad, but I think there does need to be discussion though of the consolidation, mm-hmm. right? Because Microsoft just spent almost seventy bill. Does that mean Tencent's going to jump in? Sony's going to buy somebody? Like, is this going to start up a buying race? You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's one thing that I've wondered about because I, I was thinking about what would Sony have to buy to like rival Square. this. I, I see. Square. I don't see Square go. I I could see Sony approach them and Square saying no, because they put out Switch exclusives mm-hmm. 
and they put out stuff on Xbox and PC. They put out stuff on PlayStation that isn't exclusive and stuff like that. So Square is playing the field. They don't really care about wherever the money is. They're going to put that. Yeah. And they see money in the Switch. They see money on PC. They see money on PlayStation. So like, and P- PC just kind of means Xbox at this point. So I and they see money in Game Pass. They've put their games on Game Pass. I can play thirteen on Game Pass right now. I I could I can't anymore, but I could have played Final Fantasy fifteen. Like so, they definitely see Game Pass as an idea, and mm-hmm. are definitely aren't going to say no to it. But um, my biggest thing is like, I don't. I know they wouldn't have the money to do it, but I think Sony is going to sign some sort of contract now with EA and try to get a lot more exclusivity from them now, because um, I don't think they have the Skrilla to just straight up buy them. But I, I think they'll definitely do some of that like backhanded, okay, we need this many exclusives from you, this many exclusives from you. Just make sure they don't get on Xbox. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're kind of doing that with Final Fantasy Remake and 16. Um, they're doing, I mean, and I'm less I'm less bitter on Forspoken because it's just a new IP that they're building. So like, all right, cool, whatever, I don't care. But like Final Fantasy 16 and 7 Remake, like not being on Xbox and PC, well, now on PC, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was one of those where it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of... That that sucks. Like Street Fighter Five as well. Like if you want to play fighting games, you're probably gonna go to PlayStation. Yeah. You know, and so it it definitely hurts the other brands when it's like, well, why would I not go to PS Five when they have Street Fighter, and I can get Mortal Kombat, and Dragon Ball Fighters, and all these others. So, <clears throat> and now they bought they bought the what was it Evo? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely Sony's the place for fighting games, and I think now. Microsoft has taken that Xbox just for FPS games to a whole new level <laughs> because yeah. now it's like we got Halo, you've got Call of Duty, you're gonna want to play Battlefield here too. We've got Doom, Wolfenstein, fucking Fallout, less of an extent, but that's there too. <laughs> and now you can sit there and go, we're gonna have a StarCraft game. Gears is not first person, but still, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think it's definitely they're, they're taking that shooter box thing and saying, okay, fine, fine, we'll take it. <laughs> So, yeah, <clears throat> I I'm but yeah the consolidation thing is always gonna be worrying because like it's it's worrying when Disney does it even though people there was a lot of people who are super happy because they're like yeah X Men can be in the MCU now and they didn't really think of ah oh, shit they bought all those properties from Fox <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so uh it's always gonna be worrying and I think anybody anybody who has who has qualms of this acquisition that's not like a console warrior. Like, anybody's like, hey, I just don't like the consolidation. That's a completely fair thing to have. And you can be also upset that you're losing exclusive. That's also fine. But, like, the people who are, in my opinion, praising timed exclusivity versus this, and they're getting mad at this. Like, to me, that's, yeah, they're different, but, like, the the idea is the same. Is you're paying money to make sure this isn't on that platform. Mm-hmm. Granted, timed exclusivity will eventually get there. But the whole point is, yeah, but you're probably going to you're probably just going to go get it on that platform. You're not going to wait the f- year or two now with fucking remake. Yeah. So like it, it definitely makes to me, it all sucks. I think exclusives all suck, but I like the competition that it, it breeds because without competition, <clears throat> this industry would suck dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we get games like last of us and God of war and halo infinite and like things where it's like, yeah, we want, we want to get out of our comfort zone and make a game that, will sell like like a game like last of us is gonna sell like a shit ton 
Horizon uh, Forbidden West is going to suck a shit ton. Because Sony knows that's where the money is for them. And then mm-hmm. it makes Microsoft think twice or fuck, we need exclusives. And while they couldn't do it the Sony way, which is, you know, build a repertoire with a the studio, then buy them. They were like, fuck it. Let's make sure we have exclusives. And this is this is Microsoft's way of getting uh, getting in this war, as people like to call it. Because now when you think about when you think about Xbox exclusives, you know, in the next 10 years, that can mean, oh, what 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 games does Xbox have? Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Doom. Uh, Dishonored, Banjo, <laughs> Crash, Spyro, like yeah, and that's not even and those are legacy titles. Now you can go Hellblade, Avowed, uh, fucking Fable, like you can now sit there and say all these games plus any potential <clears throat> new IPs that these studios were thinking about making. Yeah, like that's the that's the thing too is like you because the way the way apparently Microsoft has done it. I, I listened to the Iron Lords podcast and they've had a lot of these people. They've had people from Obsidian. Ninja Theory and all these places on, and they're asking them these questions. Okay, be real with us. Is Microsoft actually like really cool? Like, are they doing that? And one of the guys from Messina said, "Yeah, they just told us what do you want to make," and we're like, "Well, we have these ideas," and like, "Cool, do it." That's dope. And like to me, it's like if they go to like like my my biggest goal for this is that Call of Duty is now not yearly. Yeah. And and they can look at these students and go, "Okay, what the fuck do you want to do?" Like they're they're gonna have to come in with saying, "Okay, look." Infinity War, Treyarch, you guys are going to be Call of Duty Studios. That's just how it has to work. We need Call of Duty. But then they can go, but we, like, for instance, they can sit there and go, hey, Raven, what do you want to make? We want to make this. Cool. You make this, and then you take over Call of Duty for a year. So, Treyarch, what do you want to make? And find a way to get, like, well, let's, what do you all want to do? And if somebody raises their hand and say, I want to make a Crash 5, and they go, cool, get your team on it. Or they go, they, someone goes, I have this idea for a space RPG. It's like, fucking do it. Or someone goes, I really like puzzle games. Cool. Game Pass would love that. Put that shit. Must like, motherfucker in the back raises his hand and says, I have a, I have a visual novel where you, you, you fuck your sister. And then they're like, all right, go make it. We'll put it on Game Pass. And Phil goes, fucking weird, but what we're in. <laughs> Make sure to wash your hands. <laughs> it's, it's be like. I better see some hand sanitizer on your desk. I swear to God. No, that's that's gonna be the guy going. I'm watching you. I, I just make your game, but I'm watching you. I can just whenever someone opens up like a floor for such creativity, I always just immediately imagine the weirdest motherfuckers getting in there and being confident enough to pitch something like that. Well, and like sometimes the weird shit is good, like fucking chainsaw man yeah so like i i'm cool with that like i'm cool with weird shit as long as it's like as long as when i i don't feel gross playing it yeah like if if i walk away and go i don't want this on my like history of games i played <laughs> like that's the thing like you gotta hide your history on your psn account like i'm gonna be offline when i play that game so no one sees that i'm online playing this and then i'm i'm putting my my achievements on private <laughs> Like, no, like, I, I, realistically, though, I think this will be good because, yeah, I think Microsoft's been very adamant on letting people create what they want to better and for worse, right? right. Some, like, Rare seems to be having trouble with Everwild, <laughs> and so it's very clear that's never coming out, but they let them make Sea of Thieves, and Sea of Thieves is fucking killing it right now. True. So, who knows? I, I'm just very interested to see, kind of, yeah, what, what this means uh, for the Xbox brand and, like... Yeah, what new IPs are coming out? The Coalition is making Gear 6, and then some new thing. Uh, I think it's Ninja Theory is making Hellblade 2, and then something called Project Mara. I think that's Ninja Theory. 
So like there, there are going to be new IPs. There's going to be new things that are coming out. Absolutely. So I, I wonder what this is going to mean. Yeah. For, for the general gaming audience, like what are we going to get out of this? So I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And, and I think another thing is what do you think PlayStation's, uh, response this will be like do you do you think they're gonna go buy a studio or do you think they're gonna say fuck it we're gonna double down on our game pass equivalent and something else i think they'll make an exclusive deal with someone but i don't think they'll buy a studio um i think they've done that enough for the last year unless there's another like big studio that's already making games for them that they've had their eye on for a while but for, to my knowledge, they've already bought up all the ones that they were, you know, working super heavily with. Um, I could see them, I could see them putting a bunch of projects into motion to counteract it, but I don't think they would buy any one. But that's just my prerogative. All right, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read this thing too. Um, this is a a someone made a chart. Of everything Xbox owns, like studio-wise, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this for everybody who doesn't know what's going on. Now, some of these I don't. I don't know because I can't read their fucking thing. Because like that one, it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. So, but I think I know what it is. So, this is Xbox Game Studios, right? Three Four Three Industries, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, Ninja Theory, Mojang. In Exile, Obsidian, Playground Games, Rare, Turn 10. Um, I think it's the... No, the Coalition's there, so the Initiative, I think, is what they're called. So the Initiative, Coalition, Undead Labs, World's Edge, and then Xbox Game Studios Publishing, which is the publisher side of things. And then we've got Bethesda Game Studios, um, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, id Software, Arcane... Zenimax, uh, online, Roundhouse, and Alpha Dog. Then you've got Blizzard, uh, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, High Moon, Toys for Bob, Beanox, Demonware, Raven, uh, Digital Legends, and King. It's a lot of motherfuckers. That's a huge studio lineup. I feel like you could just stop there. Yeah. And then maybe like buy one or two more studios to put under the Xbox games banner, but they're definitely not stopping there. It I feels see like more. it feels like Microsoft is just buying up like all these studios and getting all these devs so they can just make like a sword art online type thing well, with all these people. The thing is is like uh Microsoft is saying stuff like metaverse shit, right? Mm-hmm. Where this could be a metaverse buy. And like I don't know how true that is. Obviously Microsoft can try to get into the metaverse shit. I don't know how how I think it's too early for metaverse stuff right now. Like I th- I feel yeah. like a lot of early adopters are going to get into it and then the general public is going to kind of be out of it for right now. But I think this is Microsoft's way that they can get into the metaverse. Right. But we'll see. Um I don't really care about that right now, so my thing is all the gaming side. That's a lot of fucking studios. It is. That is it is an alarming number where I can definitely see why people are going like, yo, consolidation, antitrust, all that stuff. But but when you look at this this buyout, this puts Microsoft at still third in gaming revenue. Yeah. Uh, we're 10 cents number one, sadly. And then PlayStation. 
then Microsoft, and then Nintendo. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like how Tencent's that high up. I understand why they're that high up, because they the way they've done it is buy you know, stock in a company and slowly take it. But still, fuck you. <laughs> um, what if Microsoft is just doing this so that they can make a better PlayStation All-Stars game? I was thinking <laughs> about this where I'm like, dude, could you imagine a game where, okay, you're playing a crash game, right? Now, this I, this idea was from somebody else. I can't remember. The, I think it's Jeff Grubb said this. Um, and, and he's like, all right, so you play a crash game. It's really fun. You're cool. But at the end of the crash game, they mention a purple dragon. Then you play a Spyro game, and they mention some crazy-ass Bandicoot over there, but they also mention some other world with golden puzzle pieces. And you have a Banjo game, and that game happens. And then, at one Microsoft E3, they announce that all three are coming together under one game as some super platformer. Right? They can do that now. And And then, who knows, maybe that leads to where Xbox says, we have a fighting game, and it's actually a 2D fighting game. Uh, and here you go. It's Master Chief, Banjo, Spyro, Crash, Senua, uh, the Dragonborn, Doom Guy, uh, a zombie from State of Decay, Marcus Phoenix or whatever his name the, is, the car from Forza, <laughs> Forza car. Like I like, it'd be actually really cool because like especially if you get a good developer behind it, then it's great. Because yeah. yeah, then you can have like an actual good fighting game with all these established IPs, I think it would be cool. I think it would actually be really cool. And then now, for the next Smash game, well, Microsoft likes playing ball with Nintendo. It's like, hey, hey, for your next Smash game, here's Crash Bandicoot, because we own that now. They, I think this is just going to strengthen their relationship with Nintendo, honestly, because they, they've been real buddy-buddy the last couple years, but now I think Microsoft is just going to have more opportunities to be like, here you go, Nintendo. Here's another little leaf of our affection. Could you imagine a, tr- a Crash uh, 5 and it not hit PlayStation, but it goes to Switch? Dude, that would be insane. Like, straight up, the next Crash game doesn't come to its original platform. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's insane. Like, that that's the jabs Microsoft should be taking. Where it's like, hey, we're putting it on Nintendo. What about PlayStation? What? 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 The... the Oh, you mean that blue box? Yeah, no, we don't care about that. Can you imagine the mascot crash commercials they would make oh, from that dude. shit? Dude, they <laughs> they redo the Nintendo like air he's horn yelling thing. at Sony. <laughs> no, and and literally the the commercial you sold me to a racist, sexist bigot. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'd I'd go hard on it, being like, you sold me to an abuser. <laughs> I'm finally free, baby. You ain't never seeing me again. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Because that'd be the best, like, commercial that, like, it's like, damn. Right. Because, yeah, like, why would, like, I understand, like, you know, business-wise, why the fuck would you sell Crash? Yeah. That's, that was literally your mascot. That was the face of PlayStation, and it's fucking gone now. And even the secondary face of PlayStation Spyro. went with him. Yeah, like, you literally, they, they're literally at your competition's doorstep now. They're they're now like they're li- they're licking their they're getting medical attention from the competition, and now and now when they when they get healed up and good and you see a new crash game, and it's not for PlayStation now your Sony fans can be like hey yo what the fuck, yeah dude I wonder what this means for backwards compatible games because remember uh, Sony is doing their uh, thing I wonder if that means they're gonna get Crash and Spyro, I don't know that's an interesting thought, um one thing. 
Fuck, what was I going to say? I just completely forgot it. Uh, talking about Crash, Spyro, the IPs, the fighting game. I don't remember. Oh, well. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what, but yeah, uh, on, on another note, this, this is going to bolter, bolster Game Pass. So, like, Game Pass is going to be even more of a deal. I can definitely see this being the reason why Game Pass goes up in price. Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. I knew it was going to go up in price at some point. But I wonder what, what Sony's deal is going to be, because they have their Spartacus thing. And the rumor was there's going to be a paid tier for backwards compatibility. And if that's the case, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I understand if the infrastructure doesn't let you, but, like, tell me that. And say, look, we just can't have it work, but we're going to offer you the option to, de- to, to stream these for free if you own the game and have some way because my thing is if you put these backwards compatible things on there and I can't just throw a disc into my PS5 and it's like nah bro, you gotta buy it again fuck off yeah like granted I don't have a PS3 so I'll buy the PS3 games but I but like the people who have a library of PS3 or people who have like a history of buying PS3 games and it still won't let you do that that to me is fucked and if if that's gonna show up like if because that's been the biggest problem with Sony's infrastructure from PS1, 2, 3, and 4, is they're all different. Yeah. So That would also suck really hard for um, Shin Megami Tensei fans, because the PS3 right now is the place to play most of those games. Like, all the PS2 ones are pretty much on the storefront well, there. P- the P- which, granted, when I got a PS3, my, for whatever reason, my copy didn't work, but mm. I, I bought Persona 3 FES because they released it to PS3, like just as a digital item, not a not a backwards compatible thing, just on the storefront. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder what that means for those games. Like, will, will those work or will they not? And also, will Atlas let you? <laughs> yeah, Atlas is super weird about that sort of shit. But I remember what I was going to say now. Okay, uh, Sony, you've lost Crash and you've lost Spyro. Jack you, and Dexter. <laughs> exactly. You have. Oh my god. You have three platformers that you can make. Fucking Jack. And don't do Ratchet S- again. Jack, Sly, and Knack Three, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna really break Microsoft's back. This generation is Knack Three. No, I, I honestly, nah. Now that you lost Crash, you just made uh, a Ratchet game. Fucking Jack, dude. Mm-hmm. Bring me that motherfucker back. Please. It's time. Well, Crash was about time. <laughs> I don't know what Jax will be. <laughs> He's about guns and looking like an elf. He literally was the edgy older brother to Crash and, and them. Like, Completely derailing everything. Why were the bitches and Jack so bad? Like, why were they all so thick with bro, thin the, little waists and the, the fattest the, asses? The one... The one like evil girl like at the beginning of Jack One just boom and I'm like Bad holy as fuck. shit yeah I don't understand that someone explain that to me because yeah Jack Jack and De- dude okay PlayStation bear with me you want to get on my good side I better see a remastered trilogy with Jack with Jack X or whatever the racing game and then the the Daxter game the PSP game oh yeah <clears throat> and that nobody other, ever touches that no, one <laughs> and that other PSP game you did. Lost Frontier? Yeah. yeah. Just give me a Jack collection. There was, a, there was even a PS2 port for that, and they've never brought it to the newer stuff. Brent, give me a collection. I'll pay a your $70. Collection. I'll pay your 70 to 100 whatever the fuck you want me to. And then tell me you're making a four. 
Yeah. Just even if you have to lie to me, give me hope. All right. Because like, God dang it, dude. I miss Jack. Like I can, granted I can go play Jack and Dexter right now, but still it's not the same. I want a new game. What if Microsoft's next move is just buying Naughty Dog? <laughs> no, we can't release The Last of Us for the next 10 years. We're fucked. <laughs> oh, no. the la- We can't do Last of Us 2 remastered on the PS6. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Last of Us 1 remastered remastered is, is almost done. Great. <laughs> I was gonna, and my, my, my response to that was, you didn't have much work to do anyway. It's yeah. fucking perfect already. That that's the most baffling idea they've had. Let's remake Last of Us One. Why? It still works. Like it's it doesn't look that bad. Yeah. If you really wanted to do something with it, make a side story, make a third game. Like Last of Us has the ability <coughs> to be such a long running franchise of like, here's the Ellie story. Okay, but now we're gonna go to like Washington or some shit, or like. Fuck it, Tennessee. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go, you have the entire fucking world to put a game in, and you're like, nah, but we're going to keep it to this. And we've only really seen <clears throat> what's going on in the U.S. They could do a Last of Us anywhere, and it would be awesome. Last was set in Japan. Oh, dude. That would be could so good. Could you imagine good. the ruined Tokyo to walk through? That'd be <sighs> so fucking sick. Man. Well, like, that's that's the thing, is, like, there's there's so much you could do, and instead you're like, let's that first game we did that still holds up today... Remake it. Mm-hmm. Dude, if they change anything, I'm going to be pissed. Everybody is, because you can't... That game is perfect to me. Yeah. Last was one works, and then the Left Behind DLC is a perfect little, like, extra. It's cherry on top yeah. of the Sunday. Like, you already had a great Sunday. Then you put a cherry on there, and I'm like, I'm not... This is great. I was already cool with the Sunday. Now mm-hmm. you had a cherry and a little chocolate drizzle? I'm fucking in. And now they're just... <clears throat> Dumping ice cream on top of it, trying to get it to be like, okay, you like that Sunday? Here's more and more and more and more and more. Well, it's and like, like I don't even like sherbet dog. Stop piling it on. Well, to me, it was like last was part two was like the was a bigger Sunday, mm-hmm. but like some of the flavors I didn't like. But yeah. I was like, yeah, but it's still a good Sunday. And yeah, last was part one. They're like that perfect Sunday. We're gonna add some of that two Sunday on there, <laughs> to and like it's good, right? And I'm like, well, no, it's like yes, it's still good, but you're yeah. We could go on with this analogy, and we really could, but <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm I'm very interested to hear what Sony does because I I my my opinion would just Sony double down on look, we're just gonna keep making great exclusives, and now that you're taking our FPS away, we're gonna have a studio focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna look at our studios, look at the portfolio that's going on, and say, hey, you guys know how to do an FPS. Like, take some of the people who know FPSs from Gorilla. Be like, hey, look, we understand. And we'll, we'll find some people to get, you know, to to uh, to put with you guys to keep making Horizon and keep doing whatever you want to do. But we, we need an FPS. Do some of you guys want to dip out, make a studio, we'll fund it, make it an FPS. It could be Killzone. It could be a new IP. But we don't have one in our first party portfolio. Do it. Like, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the response from them because I think the smart decision is to say, hey, that's cool. <laughs> You got you got Call of Duty. We're gonna make our own. Granted, we already saw what happened with their Halo killer of Killzone. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know it was there, but um, it, to me, it's sh- I I think now's the time. I think because of how many people you have on PlayStation, like I said before, it's be a good time to bring Resistance back. 
good time to bring SOCOM back. Great time to bring Killzone back. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you didn't already have an FPS being planned, you do you definitely need it now. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think they've got the time because they can probably look at that. Sony knows when their contract ends. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, okay, now we need that FPS because we have this much, this much time before Call of Duty might leave us. So I think now's the time. I agree. But uh, anything else we're kind of missing out on this on this deal? Um, I mean, it's definitely not a monopoly. The deal's gonna go through. I don't I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Yeah, me either. Like a lot of people like to like to claim you know antitrust and monopoly and whatnot, but it's like look, and I, if Disney can buy Fox, <laughs> I don't think it will really raise any legal flags anyway because these con- these companies will still be operating as themselves. So I think that is a big part of it. Well, and also a, a key point of Monopoly is that they're like you're getting rid of competition, yet indies are flourishing right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that alone is going to make it to where, yeah, they absolutely can buy Activision because someone else can make an FPS if they wanted to right now. Right. Someone else can come in and make a platformer right now. Fucking Hat in Time exists. That was an indie platformer. Great indie platformer. Yeah. I was about to say Balan Wonderland, but I'm like, that's not an indie, and also it sucks. <laughs> yeah. But um, like there, there's a thing is there is there's a lot of opportunity for these to come out. So I, I don't I don't think this is gonna be a monopoly. I don't think it's gonna be flagged by antitrust lawyers and stuff. I think it's gonna go through. And realistically, a lot of these games I can still see coming out on multiple platforms like PlayStation. So I don't think they would be able to get them on that either. And you know they they even said like we're gonna respect the it's like the Bethesda deal. We're gonna respect you know contracts. Mm-hmm. We're gonna respect those things. And who knows. If, Phil can be talking politically. We might see Elder Scrolls 6 at PlayStation again. I don't know. Like, realistically, I don't know. Like, I can say doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Most likely going to be exclusive, but, like... We still just don't have enough evidence to support any theories right now. Microsoft is definitely helping their case, though, by saying, oh, the business deal went through? Redfall Starfield exclusive. Yeah. Those are going to be exclusive. And then him's talking about, oh, I'm very excited for when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. You know, when, when it comes to the Xbox U system, we're going to love it. And it's like, sounds exclusive, <laughs> you know? And, and like, I, I definitely think that's kind of where they're going is... And it, Bethesda's single-player RPGs are very different from Call of Duty. So I think if any game gets exempt from the exclusivity deal, it's definitely going to be COD. But I could see that... Um, Bethesda, I could see Xbox using it as, like, a... Maybe we take that 7.30 split and put it down a bit. We really only think you deserve 15. <laughs> like, like they could do that, or they could say, hey, those Marvel games you got, looking pretty nice over there. Yeah. How about, uh, you let us develop, you let us make some ports. <laughs> we'll give you Call of Duty. Same deal we got going on. You can have the marketing rights, but you just got to put Game Pass in the, in the titles now. But uh, you, yeah, you can still market it. You can still do whatever. But let us have Spider-Man and Wolverine. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be such... Like, could you imagine an Xbox E3 where they show... Because by that time, Spider-Man 2 would have been out. We see an Xbox E3 where it's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and then Spider-Man 2 all coming to Xbox. I'd, I'd, I'd literally be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I, I'm imagining this scenario where Sony doesn't want to put Game Pass in the promotional material for Call of Duty, so they just rename it Call of Duty Game Pass. <laughs> well, I mean, it's called PC Game Pass and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I... To me, the most likely thing is... Uh, it's... 
I mean, it's going to be like with Fallout 76 and, and everything else where it's like, yeah, Warzone's staying, Overwatch is staying, Diablo 3 is going to stay where it is. Like, we're not taking them away. Mm-hmm. Um, but future exclusives are up in the air. Um, they've said they're going to they're gonna keep with whatever contracts are in place. So if there's games that are being made right now that have a contract already, those will be made and will be put out. Um, I wonder what this means for now. Can, can Activision, even if they're in the, in the process of being acquired... Can they make a deal with PlayStation for an exclusive right now? Or um, I don't know the legal behind that. I I wouldn't think so. I mean, I I don't think they would let themselves do that just from a legal standpoint. But um, I don't technically think they couldn't do it. Yeah, that'd be a very interesting thing of what whatever happens. But I'm all in. I think this is gonna be fun to see. I mean, you and me buy all the consoles anyway, so at the at the for the long term, we're gonna be fine. True, but um, yeah, I'm very interested to see kind of what Xbox does with this, where Phil Spencer goes, because I mean, this man has just skyrocketed in people's positive reflection of gaming. Yeah, and it helps that he plays the games. Like you can actually see his gaming history. This motherfucker has over a thousand hours in fucking Destiny too. Yeah, he loves that game, <laughs> and it's like, god dang, dude, like. At least, because like when you when you talk, because when you talk to Phil Spencer, it's like, hey, what games you been playing? He'll list games, and it's like, why the fuck? Like you're like, oh, no PR guy would list that. Mm-hmm. Whereas you ask Jim Ryan, it's like, well, I've, I've really been enjoying the new the new AAA platformer for with Ratchet and Animal Clank, Crossing Apart. New Leaf on my Nintendo <laughs> 3DS. <laughs> yeah, like like I love Reggie, and I I definitely think he plays video games, but he definitely came in with those PR answers. Yeah, Jim Ryan comes in with that all the time, where you ask him like what he's been playing, and it's whatever the next thing that's coming out is, right? Like it's the new thing. He's never just kind of like, oh, yeah, I just was playing this indie. It's pretty cool. Like Phil on on podcasts he goes to, it's like, so what what you been up to, Phil? I mean, you know, I've been, you know, talking to all, I've been, you know, getting to play early builds of a lot of the games that, you know, our teams are working on. Also just played this sick game that I'm now campaigning to put on Game Pass because it's fucking cool. It's called Boyfriend Dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I want this to be the last thing we talk about. What the fuck happened to that game? Like there was so much controversy behind it. They put it on Game Pass and it went away. (laughs) Because it's all on Game Pass still. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, because that's my thing is there was apparently a controversy and I was like, okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I was, I was gonna download it, but I'm like, what's this con? Like, am I gonna get malware? Like, what, what's the problem? I couldn't find anything. I don't know anything about it except for the premise is that you're supposed to want to fuck your weapons, but I already have Xenoblade, so I don't need that. I'm gonna be real, and this is this is my straightness talking, but like, I'll take Pyre and Mithra any day. <laughs> yeah. Look, thick thick thighs and tiggle bitties. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the only Nintendo game where you get to see a thong pulled up on somebody's hips. Yeah, I forgot. And then they didn't they censor that for Smash. Yeah, yeah. They had to give her the tights. <laughs> Put some clothes on, whore. Well, wasn't that the reason why what's her face from the uh, the fighting game couldn't be put in because she shows too much cleavage? Uh, uh, from from a uh, it's the same game series Ken's from. Not Ken. Sorry. Uh, the American guy. With the hat. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of SNK yeah. characters that it's just have titties. My, is it my, the red, it's the red kimono? Yeah, the one that's her. always, like, leaning over with the fan. And she's, yeah. Yeah, like, apparently people wanted her, and I think the reason Sockers is that it was very clearly, like, no, because she titties. Yeah. And it's, like, it's fair. They... SNK is so devoted to the titties that it, they even gave Terry the titties. Yeah, I forgot that they put gender-bent Terry in that uh, SNK girl game. Mm-hmm. Or girl fight or whatever the fuck it was called. And SNK they... girl fighter. 
know what the game was called. <laughs> Fuck off. Is it every every combatant? That's a better was a title. <laughs> Just know that every character was a girl. So I'm like, it's the girl fighter, I guess. Wasn't I didn't mean that to sound sexist. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I ever get like an influx of cash, I'm gonna pay an indie studio to make girl fighter. <laughs> I, I there's some girl game like that on the on the Xbox store that I always find because I'm always like going through like the like free games or the cheap ones to see what's up. There's always one called like Girl Something, and it's very clearly like meant to be like pr- you know evocative and kind of. And mm-hmm. then like I click the, the the images and it's like Jesus, this looks terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna find it, but it it, it I don't know. Girl Fighter just put in my head. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah. Microsoft Xbox. We're going to keep talking about this. Um, I think we talked a lot about the the gaming side, but realistically, I think the most important thing to come out of this is hopefully the the work culture changes in Activision um, and Blizzard. And I'm hoping this means that the people are treated right. This definitely is going to ruin that union talk for sure. Mm -hmm. But hopefully Microsoft treats their employees right that they don't want to union. Yeah. So we'll see. But... Because that, that to me, is that's kind of the, the, the bonuses of unions is unions should be there if you want it. But there are a lot of places where people work and they go, we don't really need a union. We don't want one. We're fine here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and because, yeah, I think I think there's negatives and positives to unions. I, I definitely recommend people go research them. Um, in a big corporation like Activision, I think it's a, a bigger positive. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's some small studios, um, whether it be gaming or otherwise, that just can't afford to union. Because then now you're, you're going to be paying more for that that would go to the product and advertising and everything else. Like there, there are definitely disadvantages to unions, but I think for big corporations, it's probably more of an advantage. Right. But we'll see. We're going to see where this goes. Um, we'll definitely keep you updated. Cause I, I, I really want some change to happen positive wise. I, you know, not, and this kind of goes into that, but hopefully these studios who are stuck supporting call of duty can leave that situation it's no longer the Call of Duty sweatshop. It can actually be like Dobby a, is free. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, that's what that's another thing I'm excited for because yeah, like these are some talented motherfuckers in these studios, and they're now stuck making skins for Warzone and and, and maps. That's what Toys for Bob's <clears throat> been up to. Yeah, which I wonder if Toys for Bob made that Levi skin. <laughs> that Levi skin looks so bad. It looks <laughs> it looks like Levi grew up, and then was just like. He got ri- he just alcoholic, yeah. Like it looks terrible, but like it happened. <laughs> sure did. God, that, it's bad. That's the only notification that the PlayStation app has ever sent me. Is the Levi about that skin. skin? I wanted to buy it for the sole reason of just having it. Like I didn't care about Call of Duty or Warzone. I fully almost downloaded a hundred gigs worth of game just to spend the money for the Levi skin. <clears throat> He'll be in Fortnite soon, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no doubt. I, I would not be surprised if we get like a, a a collab with Attack on Titan. Hey yo, Chainsaw Man Fortnite skin win, dude. After reading all this new manga and everything, I just want them to make another like J Star J Stars type of Force. game. But I, like put Chainsaw Man in there. Kaneki's not in any of them for some reason. Well, he, and he because well, I think technically he's not. Well, he's a. He's technically not jump though. I mean, he's in the Shonen Jump app, but it's fucking like it's one of those things. Put him in there anyway. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Put him in there. Put fucking Dora in there, even though he has like five chapters. We don't know his his 
you know, yeah. fighting kit yet. Maruo make all his attacks, just spoofs of the other characters' attacks. Dude, have you read, uh, you should start reading Kaiju number eight. It's really I've good. been meaning to, that's on my list. That's really good. But yeah, no, I, I actually had this idea in my head. I'm like, man, what a way to also take some PlayStation fans away. If you, if you go to Shonen Jump and Viz and say, Hey, we want to make a deal with you to make some games exclusive to Xbox and PC. What'd you say? Cause right now one piece pirate warrior four is on a game pass. Yeah, and uh, I could see like, dude, I'd lose my shit if I'm watching an Xbox E3 press conference and a Bleach game shows up. I'd I'd fucking die. Like I'd just be like, cool, this is uh, this best day of my life. Joey gave me a really good idea when we were out to dinner the other night. Uh, give Platinum Games Chainsaw Man. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, perfect. Yeah, I need that now. I the thing is, uh, like I said, I want Chainsaw Man to be rated M for everything, Same. but. I can understand why they wouldn't in some instances, but, like, I really need... Like, that anime better be bloody as hell. Yeah. I want it to be disgusting in instances. Like, like I... Dude... I, I love how people are like, power is best, girl. Power doesn't shower. She doesn't flush her fucking shit down the toilet. Yeah, power's kind of a cunt, too. <laughs> I fucking love her, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's still... You're just like, God, she's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> just I love I love how every every female in in Chainsaw Man has a downside. Yeah. Like none of them are best girl for the why is my fucking mic falling? None of them are like best girl for the sake of it, like where it's like, oh they're perfect. Oh, you see this yeah coming unclipped. Coming, yeah, it's coming unclipped. Alright, I might just have to hold it. But um we're almost done with this one anyway. But yeah, so I, I'm very excited for this. I think uh Xbox has a lot to prove. Not only in the gaming space, but yeah, in their in their like, what what does this mean for these these companies? Are they gonna get what they need from uh, you know the the culture side? So, anything else we add to that? Or you think this would be it for this one? Uh, no, nah, I just I'm excited to see what happens in the future with all this stuff. And Xenoblade Two news next month. Three. Bring it on, whatever. <laughs> two, three, X two. Same shit. X squared. <laughs> X squared. Nice name. That'd be that'd be a no more name. Yeah. All right, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, we're gonna also start a uh, little news. We're gonna start recording uh, extra podcasts now for when we have those moments where. Um, I'm just gonna hold the whole mic now. <laughs> uh, when when we have those moments where we have to, you know, we can't record Tuesday or can't do this. Or if we just want to have two podcasts for the week, like if we do like a really special one to coincide with an anniversary of something or whatever. So we're going to start with uh, some extra podcast recordings. So stay tuned for some of those extra ones. We, we will do a Final Fantasy VII Remake one at some point. I think we both gotta, we're both going to replay the game, take some notes, and really really dive into that game. That'll be a longer one. Um, I still have plans for the Halo Infinite one once everybody's kind of done with that game or kind of finished with it. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, This is it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy.